0: The Around the NFL Podcast wants you to prove it.
2: (laughs) Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast, presented by Head and Shoulders. My name is Dan Hansis, joined by a room filled with some heroes. Mark Sessler to my left, Greg Rosenthal to my
3: right, (laughs) Greg Rosenthal.
4: The G-Man! (laughs)
3: <laughs> it's Thanksgiving night. It's wild here. We've never had a Thanksgiving night mini podcast before. A very I don't think.
2: special edition of the Around the NFL podcast. Thanksgiving night in Culver City. It doesn't get any more wild. Lindsey Fulton behind the glass. Smasher behind the glass. What a party. Uh, yes, we have three games to talk about. We haven't done this before, Mark, have we?
4: You have to explain who Smasher is. He's a special individual who we treasure.
2: Yeah, Smasher is my buddy. My wife's uh, friend's boyfriend that I know. I don't want to really get into details, but his oh. name is Smasher, and he's a he's a
4: good. Who dude. does he hang with? Just give us a vaguely who he hangs with. I, I shouldn't say. Okay, it's one he of those. He hangs things. with a major rock contingent.
2: It's it's, wow. it's one of the, yeah. You people piece it together. I feel much be better
4: because it literally until you
3: just explained that I thought Smasher. Uh, was a guy who works, you know, some tech behind the glass that I wasn't familiar with from before. I no, I mean, was, for, people, people, for
4: people people <laughs> for from across the sea, we're in Los Angeles. We hang with people of importance. Smasher is one of them. Greg,
2: that does show a a growing disconnect with people behind the glass that you thought that he might have been someone that's been I working. Just maybe I. I uh,
3: it would have been someone who just had popped in a couple times, you know, happens to be here at night helping out Fulton. I don't know.
2: Smasher's my friend. Leave
4: me alone.
2: All right. <laughs> Here we go. This is the Thanksgiving show. Yeah, there's already a weird energy about well,
4: it. Well, because I think, listen, it's Thanksgiving. It's Nine night-, night. Mark's got a weird energy. Yeah, I know. No. Like, I've, <laughs> my family life is on the rocks at the moment. <laughs> Let's just get down to covering the three football games that graced our human presence.
2: All right. There were three games to play, and that's how we're going to break it down. We're going to go through each of the games Minnesota Detroit, LA Dallas, and then, of course, Giant Zeman Redskins uh and then uh you'll hear us hear us again on sunday we'll break down the rest of week 12 but this is how we're gonna start let's just go through it there's no greg there's no reason to like pussyfoot here right <laughs>
3: no i think i think just going to the first game is a normal uh way to approach things Lindsay, should we just go to the first game let's do it yeah there's
2: no reason to pussyfoot let's go to the first game
0: Keenum shotgun snap comes chest high pressure coming Keenum hit as he throws towards the end zone Rudolph with the catch touchdown Case Keenum took a shot but floated it into the outstretched arms of his tight end Kyle
2: Rudolph 22-yard touchdown and the Vikings lead it 19-3 oh my goodness Case Keenum is for real he threw two touchdowns ran for another and the Minnesota Vikings built up a double-digit lead then coasted uh to a 30 well coasted is strong coasted is strong yeah. very strong yeah there were moments there were definitely moments they jumped to a big lead and held on i'm going to say held on i'm going to move that coasted works. to held on to 30 to 23 win over the lions greg rosenthal a game that all but ices uh the nfc north and once again a big road win and a big spot the vikings are for real
3: they are they're one of the best teams in the league and Case Keenum, I believe, played two of his best three games of the entire season the last two weeks. The moment that the Teddy Bridgewater activation happens, the moment the schedule turns more important with a big NFC matchup last week against the Rams, with a big division matchup this week on a short week, Case Keenum played better. His pocket movement being able to get away from pressure for this game, not saying for the rest of the season, but for this game, Keenum, not Matthew Stafford, made more plays after pressure was on him consistently. Stafford was the guy who had a couple misses, had a couple hits, and Keenum was a big part of the reason
4: they won. Couldn't agree more. I mean, Stafford dealt with deficits of 13 to nothing, 20 to three, 27 to 10, and still in Lions fashion brought this team to the brink of a near victory because it's all on Matthew Stafford if you're the Detroit Lions. It's their zero run game. And you can't can't count on a faceless defense to do much for you. No, but it was not enough. Detroit this time around. Like the, the here's the thing with Case Keenum. You can say he's not spectacular. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not going to do what Tom Brady does. He's not going to be Deshaun Watson. But he does not turn the ball over. He's safe with the ball. He this season this season in particular he has been extremely good in terms of seeing the field, seeing his receivers. Adam Thielen again did Adam Thielen things. Stefan Diggs did what he needed to do. They got enough from the running game coming right out of the half. They charged down the field with a. They they used the run entirely. A four coming, play drive. That one four play drive, which I think put this game out of hand. And Detroit hung around to some degree, the way that the Lions do. In a way, if you're trying to cover the game, it's dramatic enough to keep you hanging on. I, but the Vikings, they were they were too much to deal with.
2: I think Case and I think Wes brought it up last week. Uh, which I totally agree with, that Keenum is Ryan Fitzpatrick in 2015, uh, but it's it's to a greater level because that Fitzpatrick Jets season was special, but there were ebbs and flows to that season. Keenum has been a very strong quarterback start to finish, and if if uh, Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker made that engine go for the Jets that season, you have Phelan and Diggs here, and Keenum just deserves all the credit in the world for what he's been able to do. And, and then the other side... Here's the thing. Yeah. Stafford almost brought the Lions back. But also when you're against actual teams, real contenders, you can't go to sleep for two quarters, two and a half quarters. You have to score. You have to be on top. You have to be aggressive. And when you try to pull that comeback stuff against a real team, it just doesn't
3: work. But they did have the ball down four in the fourth quarter with a chance to go do it and could not get it done. No, they, I mean, the, the. They ran out of gas. They, they stopped on that drive. I can think of a couple different drives, but one of the drives ended partially because Xavier Rhodes made a really good open field tackle on second down, and then they didn't pick up the third down. That's also how a drive in the first half ended, where they throw a six yard pass on third and seven, and Rhodes gets them to the ground. And that's one of the things that I think is under the radar with this Vikings team. Yeah, Keenum's great, and the the skill players are great. They, this defense has been together so long, they do the little things like tackling, and the Lions miss tackles all over the place in this game, and you kind of look at the difference between the two on a week-to-week basis, and that's one of them. I mean, it's just they couldn't keep drives going, and a chance... They did have a chance. I mean, Stafford said it like at the end of the game. Yeah, I know we'd like to start fast, but every quarter matters. In the end, we had the ball with a chance to go win.
4: I also thought... and You know, listen, we, we don't get on the refs too much on this podcast, but... I thought that the, z- like the zebras in this game. Shots. Where this was one of the worst officiated games that I've seen. If you're a Vikings fan, you have a reason to be upset. Case Keenum called for taunting after he was sacked. that was a bad. Call. And he was sitting on the ground, just kneeling, the way that Tom Brady was in the Super Bowl against the Giants, just legs extended on the ground, <laughs> casually flips the ball and called for taunting. To this the ref. plays after the lion. The Lions were not called for a pass interference call that would have put this game completely out of hand had they should have been rightfully the Vikings would have gotten a field goal or a touchdown that one I didn't have as early. big a problem if I only had a big there was problem a really with bad that.
3: throw by Keenum and a lot I just of thought
4: I think the Lions like the, I think the the Vikings were flagged somewhat like 15 times in this game like there was something very odd going on with the calls in this game
2: and now the light the Lions dropped to six and five two and four at home by the
3: way
4: Hmm. you gotta defend.
3: There's they're just short on too many areas. Right. How about
4: Everson Griffin, by the way? Having his son was born hours before this game started. Has two sacks. Yes, and he lifted his he not the lifted only? his jersey and said I still I don't even know what my son's name is. He didn't even Can you help him me name his, it? Yeah, he was asking yeah. for
3: names. So you know you know, not the only father. You know, having to give up uh, some fatherly responsibilities to, to go work in football.
4: Yes, well, I don't know if his, I don't know if he's going to face the <laughs> ramifications that I will. you are getting week, some heat at home. Getting a little heat, he's like this he's has he's been coming back. That that sound drop cannot be more relevant than it is now.
2: Um, what I was trying to say, Greg, is that sorry, two, two and four at home. Mm. You got to defend the Lions, then. <laughs>
4: <laughs> is there such a thing? There, I don't know. Is anyone even it's claiming there's such a?
3: they they're, they're a fine team. Stafford's a top eight quarterback. Fine, fine feels strong. Yeah. Okay. I think fine in the nine and seven sense. They have they have a... N- oh, not like they're a fine team. No, like, they're, they're, just, a fine they're fine. Team. Their defense okay. is nondescript at this point. Ziggins Zick- is having a bad season. I don't need to hear about Stafford doing it all, all on his own again, though, because he's got Golden Tate. He's got Marvin Jones, who's incredible. I mean, he is having a great season. He's I think Ebron, they've got enough weapons, but they don't have a running game. Well,
4: okay, so he They, he and they don't have a defense. has... That's not enough in the passing game. That's it. But you that's look it. at you look at what Case win. Keenum has. You look at what Drew Brees has. What Cam Newton has Absolutely. right now, and it's like you when you can control the when you have a leading and controlled on the ground. That's what the Lions do not ever have around Stafford, and it dates back years and years, and it hampers his career.
3: It, it does, and we have to before before we move on. Give our annual, not annual, but every show we give a shout out to Pat Shermer. So once again, Pat Shermer.
4: What, well, a, what, what a job. Nice job. Can at you Patty. imagine Offensive if, line if, flipped if Pat Shermer, were to be elevated to the level of head coach? What kind of success he might have with the team? <laughs> it would be
2: glorious to watch. Eight and eight, nine and seven, seven, nine fired. Um, that's mean. I don't know what he would do.
3: I mean, we have some track record. It wasn't. It
2: yeah. didn't go great. Well, um, the Vikings nine and two. This has been a bit of a gauntlet that they've aced so far. Now they go to Atlanta. Uh, in week 13, uh, the Lions go to Baltimore at 6-5 and five and basically um, have to find a way to win almost every game from here on out. It's a tough spot for the, the Lions. Oh, one more thing. Usually I think they're silly, these um, sell, these little trophies that the broadcast sure, hang sure, out. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, the the you
3: like the golden football, man? The golden turkey.
2: It's not even the, whatever it is, the trophy, I don't care. I just felt good for Case Keenum. Yes, I did too. A national television. I'm with you. Uh, yeah. Playing the best football of his life. I mean, that was probably the best game of his. Him,
4: hanging with Aaron
2: trade, Andrews.
3: And he's hanging with EA, and he's holding the trophy. And it's like,
2: uh, oh, nice job by it, you, it's a It's
3: a long way from that episode three of of all or nothing last year when he got benched and really seemed to be a guy who had
4: lost all his confidence and now here he is. He's I, a household. He's I don't trust back. anyone trust I don't trust anyone that does not get behind Case Keenum in his journey right now.
2: You heard it here, people. Trust Case Keenum or else.
4: All right, let's take a break here. I want to tell you about a great new podcast called Outside
2: the Box. If you're a maker, an innovator, or even just a consumer who wants to peek behind the curtain of some of the world's greatest organizations, you'll love it. The latest episode, which is available right now, features former NFL commissioner Paul Tagliabue. <laughs> Bad job, Greg. You had the head headset off. <laughs> you could have said something I helped funny. you out. Yeah, but you <laughs> there's a bit working here. Okay. Greg sorry. gives some bits every once in a while. Anyway, yeah, tags. He's talking about the massive innovations both on and off the field. Taggy! that helped football become America's most popular sport. He also talks about how the opportunities and challenges the league has faced are similar to those faced by businesses of all types. Uh, maybe even talks about our podcast. It's kind of a rags to riches hmm. story itself. Doubt that. Anyway, listen on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and we'll try to get our podcast on. We're, we're plugging a podcast that's on Spotify. We're not even on Spotify. Get us on Spotify, NFL. Anyway. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Outside the box. What a show. Let's move on. Shotgun snap. Dangerous throw. Anticipated picked off. Desmond King, one on one against the quarterback. Beats Prescott inside. Bosa trailing as a blocker. And King is off to the races with an escort. He'll sprint it all the way back. 88 yards into the end zone. Touchdown. Desmond King's first pick is a pick six. And the dagger for the Cowboys on Thanksgiving 28 to six. Chargers. Desmond King returned an interception, 90 yards for a touchdown that basically ended the game in Big D. And Phillip Rivers threw for 434 yards, excuse me, and three touchdowns as the Dallas Cowboys fade into oblivion. A 28-6 loss of the Chargers. Cruz, what a big win, Mark, for the Los Angeles Chargers. Oh. All, of a, all of a sudden, 5-6, hey. and six, uh, some statement victories here. And they basically in a game we talked about heading into this game was a loser goes home type match. Chargers are not going nowhere.
4: No, the Chargers not. win. And we talked that's, that's exactly right. We talked about the winner of this game having new life and the loser having to deal with their own mistakes accrued over the course of a season. The Chargers came out in into this game, they abandoned the run right from the start. They must have said what we feel we can do with Keenan Allen and Travis Benjamin is attack The Dallas secondary, their first three drives went for 70, 89, and 66 yards, but generated only three points. At that point, do you change the course? They did not. They kept attacking, and they found a way over the course of the game to completely dominate Dallas that I cannot figure out. You You have Tyron Smith back. You don't have Ezekiel Elliott. That's the one guy missing. And the Dallas Dallas offense has generated, what, 24 points, I think, in three games? It's It's abysmal. It's the
3: lowest total over three games in the history of the Dallas Cowboys. And I don't need to hear every Cowboys fan or, you know, all the armchair analysis after this game or even after the season that, okay, you know, they went down because, you know, when Zeke went down, it was over. This is more than than Zeke. First of all, they've run the ball fairly well the last couple weeks. They don't have a vertical passing game. They don't have a a passing game really at all that they can rely on. In the first half, Dak Prescott did not throw a ball that went more than eight yards. Like, he didn't even try to throw a ball. And I don't know what it is, whether it's the protection has him kind of you know, looking downfield, whether the scheme is stale, Beasley and Dez is not coming up with those 50-50 balls he's not this year. He's the same guy well, And they face the good he's not, defense. He's not a number one wide receiver Under right the now. radar, the Chargers' defense has been better than their offense for the whole season. And now the offense is starting to catch up, and they're a tough team to deal with. The Cowboys
2: have lost three straight games by at least 20 points.
3: That has not happened since 2004. The second half of those games, I think it's 74-6. And Seventy-four
4: to six. Wasn't there some sort of a lock-off in this game, if I'm not mistaken?
2: Mm. Yes, there was. Well, not here, not in this studio. You gotta, you gotta give me the what I deserve. Mmm, that's a good.
4: Yeah. Oh, you tried to do what I tried to do a week ago. Connie locked out. That up.
0: lock was for Connie Fox. Yep. Yeah, Connie locked go, it go, up. up. She's had a nice history. Connie.
4: Good for her on her eighteenth piece of turkey right now, and probably I would gather, it, knowing it, Connie, her seventy-fifth drink. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I'm just saying, and I give her credit for that. Breaking news. But I would say she's probably on her 75th <laughs> drink. Shots fired. She's locked up a game. It's, Good for her. It's midnight Good in Philadelphia. Philadelphia.
3: It's midnight in Philadelphia <laughs> where she Breaking is. news, Lindsay.
0: <laughs>
2: Connie Fox, an out-of-control party ammo. No, what I was going to say is, yeah, I, again, I butchered a lock-off. And this is my, this was the logic of this failed lock-off. That Dak Prescott, hey, Listen, this isn't rocket science. This isn't like old dumb ass Dan up to his old tricks. Right, right. No, Dan was saying Tyron Smith's back. Alfred Morris looked good last week. Dak Prescott is a star in my opinion, and they're at home in a game they need to win. That's what I saw, and you could that you makes could, sense. You could check logic
4: off. was with you. Well, it was with
2: it was with Connie oh, too. They were. Yeah, I was, it was saying, both of you. I am saying that was my logic, right? And I stand by that logic going into this game. So you just don't know, and all I could say is. I don't want to, like, you know, I don't want to throw, you know, dirt on Dak Prescott. <laughs> but Dak, and I know De- you don't have a number one wide receiver. And I love Dez. He's had a nice career. Um, but Dak. We talk about Dez like he's 35. What is he? He's had a, I mean, he's an old He 20-day. plays older than he is. My, yeah, my, that's My right. point is, is that I was expecting Dak to win a game last week, this week. And maybe he's not there yet. Maybe he'll never get there. But I think a lot of people thought heading into the season, he was already kind of there.
3: He was that. Type I of think he kind of was there for most of the season. Well, he's th- not there right now, no, at least not no. November of 20. No. And the and the thing was, this is three straight struggle games for this offense. So it's not just it's not just last week. It, it's a trend. It's not just Zeke. It's it's Des. It's Dak. It's. Cole Beasley. It's the whole. It's the coaching staff. Like when we give Shermer and the offensive line credit in Minnesota, I think you have to also, you know, get on the people around Dak Prescott too. But he's not handling it well, and I think he started to see the rush a little bit more and started yeah. reacting to the rush a little more.
4: And uh, listen, a week ago against the Eagles, Luke Elliott, their kicker, gets knocked out, and Jakey. the Eagle, Old Jake Elliott. The, Jake Elliott. The Eagles come out of there with a wipeout. This week Nick Novak misses a big chunk of the game. They've got Jabronis like they, they, <laughs> like I mean the Chargers had to go for it on 4th and short, 4th and long, like as a offense that doesn't have a, have a complete scoring attack. And they still come out of here with a wipeout. That's two weeks. No, it, How you, that is a major disadvantage if your opponent's kicker is removed. Two weeks in a row that happens sure. in Dallas's favor, and they get destroyed. Both they were lucky lines? that this
3: game was as close as it was. This is
4: not a playoff. They game. gave up
3: 515 yards. I mean, the defense right. was. was it, just It was as a no bad. show. It was a no show by it the Cowboys. It was shocking.
2: And I, it should be mentioned that Zach Martin, who's an all-pro guard, he left the game with a concussion in the first half. So there's still – that line is kind of – it's not all there right yep. now. But yeah. I just I, – honestly, I can't, I can't say it enough. I, I think there may be a time where Dak Prescott can pick up his team the way a Russell Wilson can, but I think we're, he's not there yet. Or maybe he won't be there but, uh, ever. But right he's now – He's not
3: uh, – like this is, this is what we expect. This is what happens to every quarterback. This is what happens to Aaron Rodgers in the middle of basically every season over the last couple of seasons where you have a couple of plays. It's how Dak... You're letting him off the hook. Is that what you're saying? I don't I'm know. not. Basically. I'm saying it's ups and downs. This is what's happened to every quarterback ever, essentially. And Dak has had an incredible start to his career, and there's a lot of issues around him. And you're right. He's not able to lift the team up by himself. I'm just saying that's basically happened with every quarterback in history, and he was overdue to have some speed bumps. And now we've hit it.
4: I think you're absolutely right, but I would I would put myself in the category of being a little surprised by the not able to lift up the team to the extent that he's not been able to. I mean, it's like the offense fell off a cliff and it's only because you're missing your running back at this point.
3: Des, Des Bryant Is 29 years old, but he's an issue for the team. So they need to decide whatever. I don't know what. Look at Larry Fitzgerald. He's an issue. Des Bryant talks like he's Larry Fitzgerald. So so where are you? Your key players are Jason (laughs) Witten and Des Bryant, who are well past. (laughs) I'm not that upset about. Are well past where they should be. And then your defense, your defense had a no show. I mean, Hunter Henry. I love watching this guy play. He's making huge plays down the field. Keenan Allen, Phillip Rivers is throwing darts. I. Have Dude, this pro-
4: I have a secondary 7 interceptions. In I have a proposal though. I have a yeah, proposal. Yeah, what do
3: you got? What do you got? Cowboys Lions Thanksgiving tradition. Uh, that's fine. How about a new tradition? I like this. Phil Rivers plays on Thanksgiving every uh, year. This might be a good season. I think It's like 37. It would be worth it. And I if he changes team then then the team that he goes to plays on Thanksgiving. It's worth it just to have that picture. Happy Thanksgiving from the Rivers family. And you got all so eight Rivers. kids. So many. You got, you got the kid. And you know what else you got? Too many. You got a 28-6 to 6 score in the fourth quarter, and they pick up a third and five. And you got Phillip Rivers – pumping his fist up. maniacally like he's Tiger Woods Wood, just winning the Masters because he picked up a third and five with three. Greg minutes. is up out of his seat. That's what we need on the holidays. A Thanksgiving I, night even.
4: Or I it today that Philip Rivers, 30 years from now, and, and everyone makes fun of him. Oh, you have eight kids. What a joke. Well, by the way, <laughs> 30 years from now, he's going to be overlooking the sea with about 122 grandchildren surrounding him. Right. I think he's figured it out. Well, he's going to be surrounded by love for the rest of his life. Counterpoint. I think it's kind of cool.
2: Counterpoint. As uh, all of the men <laughs> in this room right now, Smasher behind the glass can contend. Smasher, got- Smasher is the central figure of wisdom. So I'm waiting for the weigh-in. Well, we're all in the same boat. We yeah. all have two kids. Yeah. You know, you could be surrounded by two kids in the ground. Let's calm down. Let's shut it down at eight. We don't. There's a lot of people in this world, and I know the Rivers family can afford to take care of all these kids. That's the difference. But let's just, you know, let's enjoy this hive that we've got.
4: All I'd say is, if you're Philip Rivers and you have multi millions <laughs> of dollars, that you are not. In there dealing with the grit of raising eight kids. Yeah, let's cap in Keep winning. Keep winning, Chargers, because your schedule yes. is
3: doable and they're you're it, a fun dude. AFC team. They're
4: you're my just- AFC Super Bowl team, and I'm you they know, all these people that came at me in the laughing mix. in September 15th. Oh, laugh, 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 giggle. Sit down! <laughs> <laughs> ah! Wait a second. You were
2: laughing at yourself. You were out on that pick by September 19th. I'm
4: back in on my own pick. I and everyone, Everyone who opposed me. Watch your bodies burn. They your body is gonna burn. Gosh, they were zero four. If
3: they hadn't blown that that Jaguars game like they did, I know All right. six and five. Okay, right sorry, you got to move we're, on. We got to move on. But just yes, we got to uh, move on to, to the most point.
4: important contest. Yeah, I don't know. The we Chargers need,
3: are
2: five yeah. and six, which is still <laughs> bad. Uh, but it Yesterday. is the AFC, and they got your Browns next week. Let's get to six and six. W the Redskins, which is a coin flip, at the Chiefs, at the Jets, home to Raiders. That's how they close out their season. That's
3: they're, Nine wins is doable. That's a great schedule because you don't not have great. It is great. You don't play Jeez, one. Redskins? You don't play one playoff. You don't play one team that's playing well. You play a couple middle of the pack teams. If you can't beat the Chiefs and Redskins, you're probably but not a playoff. Half team. the time the Chargers aren't playing yeah, well, so fair. let's see. They got to g-
4: get out of your own way.
2: Win four of those games because it's not a hard ask. Yeah, it's not an easy ask either.
4: No, it's not the, an impossible ask. Go for it. It's not also, It's also not our privilege to ask. <laughs> do what you will do.
2: Let's move on. Second and eight, play action, ton of time,
4: to the end zone,
2: and it is caught for a touchdown. Kirk Cousins threw a pick six, but guess what? He also threw two touchdowns, including the game-sealing throw uh, uh, in the fourth quarter to Josh, Do- Josh Doxson, a 20-10 win over the New York Giants. The Redskins keep their faint playoff hopes alive. They're now 5-6. and six. Uh, The Giants, of course, long ago, uh, Mark, stopped being a playoff contender. They're two and nine. So here's this game. Good job, Redskins. No lollipops being handed out. Found a way to beat the Giants. By the way, it was 10-10 late in this game. I'm not going to go crazy. However, you're still the DNA, the bones of a team that can make a run here. Don't you think?
4: Uh, what the Redskins and yeah. the NFC? It's tight because like the, the it's such a top heavy conference. In the AFC, I but would. But they don't have seven losses yet. That's no, they all, don't. All I bad. would adore and them. They- I, I'd adore them in the AFC. In the NFC, it's tough. This game was rough. This was a game where twenty minutes into this affair, the Redskins had three yards rushing. And at halftime, Eli Manning had 60 yards passing, and I'm sitting there in my house asking, why should I be fawning over this contest? It was a quintessential ugly football game, but the Redskins win these type of games. The quintessential Giants-Redskins
3: game. Yes, it was. Collinsworth made the point that he feels like every Giants-Redskins game has been like, and it's true, like they're always won on punt returns. It reminded me a lot of the Week 17 game, which is the last year, which is the game that made me jump off the Kirk Cousins bandwagon, had one of his worst games of his career, lost, I think, what was it, 16-10, to 10? very similar game in Washington. This time, though, he's got a little more uh, fight to him in terms of when the pass rush gets on him, he's making plays against pressure. And they're starting to run the ball. P. Ryan has looked pretty good the last three weeks or so, and so at least they have a running game, which they didn't early in the year.
4: This was a game that forced me to ask, what am I doing with my adulthood uh, but it waged on, and it the, the result well, don't was have to love. Every game, no, I know, but sometimes a, re- a result jump. a result occurred in the end, and yes. I am happy for Washington on some level. Uh, and you
2: know, again, I am not going to go crazy about the Redskins finding a way in this game. It, it, it was a little bit alarming, actually, that they that doubled they them up in total out. yardage. They were they looked like uh, the you better total yards a little more than me. I mean, I saw a ten ten game, and both teams kind of you know battling it out down the stretch, and Eli Manning, you take away Odell Beckham, and this is a compromised Eli Manning at age 37 already.
3: You're 36. And Sher- Sterling Shepard and Brandon well, Marshall. Le- yeah. Can I? Yeah, I'm just, just saying. Let me,
2: let me finish the
3: <laughs> okay. points that I'm beginning, okay?
2: <laughs> and then you take Odell Beckham out. You take Sterling Shepard out, who, by the way, was the guy that was shaping up as a guy that could be a nice little number one down the stretch of meaningless football. What's left? What's left? So it's like no zero running games, need, so very little left. If you're a team, the Redskins, you need to win this game. So I'm not going to give them too much credit. At the same time, it's like this is kind of like this is easy pickings, and it makes you wonder. It is easy. how broken are the Chiefs that they weren't able to de- get business well,
3: last week? I mean, the Giants what, had one touchdown against the Chiefs. They had no touchdowns tonight. Only Janoris Jenkins scored a touchdown. So I mean, they, that's why I don't. I don't the Redskins' offense should have not made as many mistakes. I mean, that sequence where. They lined up to punt the ball on fourth and one. Then Gruden decided to change his mind, I guess, because the crowd was booing him, so he took a timeout. And then he didn't get to play in fast enough, so they took a delay of game. I mean, this stuff happens to Washington all the time. They they shoot themselves in the foot. That said, the defense gave up seven first downs. The Giants didn't have a first down in the entire second half until a garbage time drive where I think they got one. And Eli Manning doesn't have his weapons, but he's also just – just taking some sacks on some plays where you got to get the ball out. And there was a third down when they still had a chance in this game where he just threw a ball into a wide-open throw. No one's in his face at all. And he threw a ball into a ground. And, and, and Collinsworth was kind of dumbfounded. This is one of the worst Eli Manning games we've seen.
4: It was a strange game. One, one guy that we never talk about because he's not Lawrence Taylor, but Ryan Kerrigan, I feel like every time I watch a Redskins game, he having, shows up. Yeah, he's, he's having a great season. I think he's having he a great season. Two sacks tonight. He just seems to always be around the quarterback, and he's a big part of their defense. And I, I, I would say the one thing about the Redskins, and I'm not saying tonight is the quintessential example of that, but Scott McLuhan, I'll say this again, that he brought some pieces to this team, and when they show up, it's the pieces he brought. Is Scott that, McLuhan your dad? I just think that Scott McLuhan, I kind of love this guy. I think that he is a great talent evaluator. They got flushed out. I understand he got flushed out of this team. And for reasons they found reasonable, but his pieces <laughs> are what make the Redskins who they are. Now they have to Well, five const- and six. They well, listen, it's I mean, not a perfect he team. A he bit. did not get it. He did not get five years to build this yeah. team either. But they are a tough football team. They've been that week after week, no matter win or lose. They've been a rigorous, yeah. strange team, and he is the reason they are one well, of
3: the better cornerbacks. Trios in the league when F- Kendall Fuller is having a great season as a slot corner, and then you have Norman and Breeland on the outside. And I think those are all guys in the uh, it's a nice group.
2: One other player that I think, Josh Doxson, who a lot of oh, people yeah. kind of oh. forgot about him, is
4: he's on maybe, the rise. They labeled him
2: as like a Laquan Treadwell type first round bus no, They're not the 2016 the draft. No. Dawson's making plays every week. You set up one score with a pass interference, had the game winning touchdown. He is making plays now week after week, and the Terrell Pryor signing was a bust. Well, t- but and they Dotson needed somebody else to step up, and Dotson became that. You're guy. absolutely
4: right. Dotson gives you some st- some things that you would have wanted from Terrell Pryor. They're not the exact same player, but Dotson's he, better. I think he is, and he's younger, and he's the he's. They have him under long term, you know, contract.
3: I, Pryor's out the door. I'm not sure what's stopped him other than injuries, and I guess it, it probably is just injuries, but when you watch him, the way he moves and the way he can get deep balls, I mean, he's got the skill set to be a top 10 type of... They miss Chris the
2: Thompson, league. though. That's Here them. is the Redskins... Uh, Schedule going forward at Cowboys, which, by the way, all of a sudden doesn't look so scary. That's
3: on Thursday night next week. So we're getting these two teams in primetime again.
2: At Chargers. So we get to see the Chargers. That'll be a good game. Uh, Home to Cardinals. Home to Broncos at Giants. So the road there is That's a great schedule. That gets you to 9 or 10 wins if you just take
3: care of some business. Wow. could Could they be the team for the third? Could the Redskins... Take the fork out of their back for what I believe would be the third time. <laughs> I don't know. They're, if I had to guess, they will.
4: The minute you get excited
3: about them, they're going to break your heart. It's, right. That's the tradition. one thing I—if I had to guess, because we were we played it fairly safe with the forks this year, it, I, they were pro- they would probably be the team if if I looked at the fork teams that we've done, that would have the best chance. Just because I think they're a decent. Team. Oh, can we fork the Cowboys? Sure. It's is Thanksgiving. Is it too late? Is it the too deadline?
4: Late? No. Stick a
3: fork in them. Oh! The deadline is after
2: Thanksgiving. Get the Cowboys out of here. Okay. And I think we accidentally forgot that we had forked the Re- the Cardinals. Oh, yeah, we, we did that. Oh, no, they're out. No. So I believe that gives us 15 forks, which I love to get to 16. I'd love to get half the league, uh, but we got 15 this year. Uh, the Reds- Minorly respectable on our part. Redskins are going to bang us, though. And I like it. There's a no, lot, of, no, there's they a lot won't. of needy organizations in the D.C. area, so that's not a bad thing. Hey, they say in life there are no guarantees. They say there's no sure thing. Well, I'm here to tell you there might be just one exception. In 1924, Husky started making things for people who make things, and they did it with common sense. That meant adding function, never frills, and making tools that stood the test of time. 93 years later, Husky is still making quality-crafted, durable... Halloween buckets? (laughs) Buckets. Tools. And Husky stands by their hand tools for life, so they gave them a lifetime warranty, own. like the Husky Ratchet Hunter position ratcheting design and a 10% longer handle. Mark, you know why that's good.
4: Yeah, suddenly tools have become creepy. I'm not sure why.
2: Or the virtually unbreakable Husky flashlight, not 10% longer, but it has the ability to withstand a 30-foot drop and work in up to... Oh, uh, Smasher, you know this. One meter of water submersion. Oh, old, yeah, Smasher. Guaranteed for a lifetime, but built so you won't need it. Now, that's a pretty sure thing to Husky. That's common sense. Uh, learn more at www.huskytools.com. Husky, common sense tools since 1924 with hand tools guaranteed for
4: a lifetime. Found only at the dental floss. Home Depot. <laughs> I think Husky All right. established in... You know, hashtag 24. We'd be excited that you have a friend named Smasher.
2: That's my boy, Smasher, behind the glass. All right, that's it for the Thanksgiving episode. Uh, uh, I hope everyone enjoyed it. We'll be back Sunday night, our flagship program, where we will break down. Okay, six teams played today. Six divided by th- two, three, <laughs> two, six. Okay, so you take away the 32. I'm lost. Uh, 13
4: games to talk about. Right. No more buys. Right? That was a mess. Is that right? The got buys there, are though.
3: over. And another way to do it. Just, just saying. It's all, you know, 16 yeah. games. You could just start there and then take away the three from today. Everybody, One of the great things about the late season,
4: like the buys have been removed from our lives. Yeah. Yeah. So there's more games. And many involve teams that are far out of competition, far out of our lives. We get a lot of trash bags playing football games every Sunday. So indulge yourselves. Enjoy. Very
2: good. Uh, Mark, always a, a vocal uh, advocate of the game. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, Lindsay, happy Thanksgiving.
0: Happy Thanksgiving. Are I'm you getting- working on
2: some uh,
4: pecan pie back there? What's no, going on? I'm
1: eating a lifesaver.
4: Oh, uh, okay. You're here at work for Thanksgiving. What flavor? What flavor? Wintergreen. Did they feed you here?
1: Yeah, it was great. The food was really good. They
4: it are, they is they, a very nice. A good spread here. It's a very nice here. Thanksgiving meal they offer. Very good.
1: Getting ready to go shopping, though.
2: And Greg, you, um, Mark, you're a fooditarian, of course. What do you <laughs> eat on Thanksgiving?
4: I literally while I was home today covering the early game, I ordered Indian food yesterday and it was too much to eat in full so i I just simply ate the leftovers i don 't wow but, very but you wait, ate leftover Indian food for thanksgiving I, my family is pretty
3: up dark. north pretty it was it was, a, it was a sparse Wait, but here 's the thing there's three separate meals today I guess breakfast you, you ate your normal breakfast or whatever No,
4: I ate no breakfast so
3: it <laughs> was the leftover Indian
4: that doesn 't feel like three meals worth of food. I don't eat three meals a day. I don't even know where that... That feels like, I like a, 19, how Mark says like a 1955 like, concept. What is wrong with you, you pig? No, it's and like what kind of person still sits down meals. and eats like three complete meals a day? Like I ate... I was at my house. I ate one meal. I ate like a little bit of Indian food in the middle of the day, dealing with like two and a half football games that I could... Spend. For, for a man very concerned with health matters in some aspects, this seems... Like a strange take. take I also got was. It. I also Daniels listen I, on Thanksgiving. What can you do about food? Nothing. Nothing's open. You have to forge. You could
1: have come up here and had the delicious food at. Mm. Uh, well, don't get it. That's going. a bridge wow. too
4: far. All right, that's it.
2: Let's get out of here. What are we doing here? I've no got. I'm gonna have some drinks of Smasher. <laughs> Everyone else is invited. Stan heads is signing off for the Quiet Storm and the old boss, Lindsey Fulton, behind the glass. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs> Till Sunday night. com.